Good morning. I did not expect to see myself in a video this morning, so that kind of shook me a little bit. Uh, so I'm going to start with, I know the best knock-knock joke in the world, okay? The only problem is I need you guys to start it. Thank you. That was the joke. I'll let you think about that for a while. Get it? Okay, see, traditionally in a knock-knock joke, the person that says knock-knock then says the rest of the joke after who's there, but I trick you guys into saying knock-knock, but you don't have the joke. Get it? There we go. The best jokes are the ones you have to over-explain, right? Good. Okay. Now, I guess in a way I faced my fears, which is what we're talking about today. Uh, also, just a side note, speaking of fear, as I was walking out of my apartment this morning, I walked through a spider web. So there is a slight chance that there's a spider somewhere on me that I haven't found, which means that there is a bigger chance that if I see it or it pops on my paper, there's going to be a Jeff-sized hole in that wall over there. So just be prepared for that. Uh, we are continuing the Brave series, which is about fear, but more than that, it's about facing your fear. It's about standing on faith. And so as soon as I knew this series was coming and as soon as I knew that I was going to have a message in it, uh, the story of the fiery furnace popped into my head. And it's something that I've always loved that story. I've always loved just everything about it. But more than that, I love the faith that they show. Now, obviously, we love the miracle and we love what happens and we love the result, but the faith that they show. And so I want to focus on that as we go to Daniel chapter 3, verses 13 through 23. Then Nebuchadnezzar flew into a rage and ordered that a rage and then shorted that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought before him. When they were brought in, Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you refuse to serve my gods or to worship the gold statue I have set up? I will give you one more chance to bow down and worship the statue I have made when you hear the sound of the musical instruments. But if you refuse, you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace and then what God will be able to rescue you from my power. This always reminds me of uh, a phrase from Shakespeare back in the day. Obviously, Shakespeare's back in the day. Just about, thanks. <laughs> That's, uh, but it's, I'm going to paraphrase it, uh, but basically it's a true king doesn't need to constantly remind everyone that he's a king. And here Nebuchadnezzar, like so many of the kings throughout the Bible, had to constantly seek that validation. And so what he's doing with the gold statue is going straight against what he knows to be true, basically saying, look, I know that I'm in danger here because God's bigger than me, but I'm going to fear that. I'm afraid of that. And so I'm going to act out and lash out and rage out, and I'm going to build this statue that shows that I'll be around forever, even though we all know that he's not, obviously. Uh, and then the Chaldeans and some other people in the court, they were jealous of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego because... They were legit because they were living real. And as you know from being Christians in the world, if you're doing your best, you're truly doing your best to love God, love others, you're truly doing your best to treat others as you want to be treated, a lot of people don't like that because it shines the spotlight on what other people are not doing sometimes. And so these people were no different, and they go, they're like, hey, hey, these guys over here, they're not praying to your statue. And they just run, and it's so middle school, high school, grade school-esque, like just running and tattling and all this stuff. And I can imagine being Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Because when you think about what they did, they lived their lives for, for God. Uh, they didn't go up to the king and the advisors and say, hey, hey guys, watch, we are going to not pray. Like, we're going to pray to God and we're not going to do this statue thing. They didn't do that, but neither did they hide it. They just did what they do. They followed their, their daily devotion to God. They followed their life. They stood up for their faith. And yet, the, the other people are like, no, we don't like that. You've got to be like us. You've got to fit in this box. 
I would imagine, though, and again, one of the things I say a lot, and I'm going to say it here, don't jump ahead. Everybody probably knows this story, and so you know where it's going, but don't jump ahead, because I want you to be in their shoes. Not literally, I'm not going to turn up the furnace, because it's already kind of hot when you're under the light, but <laughs> amen. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, be in their shoes, because they're called in front of the king. Now, they trust God above all, but still, they know that the king has rage issues, to put it mildly, and he can kill them. And as much as they long to be in heaven and as much as they love God, they also like life, probably. And, and so as they're called in front, they probably felt that trickle of fear. Uh, I know for me, throughout my entire life, whenever I'm called in front of a, a principal or a teacher or a boss or uh, Tim or anybody, Tim Oldfield, or anybody that has authority over me, uh, I, get, I get that trickle of fear. It's like, what I do? Am I in trouble? Am I in trouble? You know, because I, I feel like that. Uh, and so they probably felt that. And they knew. They knew that what they did wasn't wrong, but they also knew that he would see it that way. So they're called, and they feel that fear. Now, sometimes as Christians, I think that we feel like failures if we feel fear at all. That was harder to say than you think. But we feel like failures if we feel that fear. Because we're, we're taught, rightfully, that God is above everything, that God gives us strength, that God gives us power, that God stands up with us. All of that is absolutely true. It's a guarantee. But we're still human, and so it's natural to feel that fear. That's not a failure. You see, one of the things I was taught, and this applies to a lot of different first thought things, uh, you cannot control that first thought, that first feeling you have. You can't. It happens naturally. And it, it's akin to a bird. Let's say that a bird flies in here and lands on Sean's head. He can't control that. Like, he doesn't control the birds. But he controls whether he sits there and lets it nest and lay eggs in his head, on his head. You see, you can't control that first thought, but you can control what it does or where it goes from there. So that fear is not a problem. Like, that's a natural thing. But we control what we do with it. We control how we respond to it. We control what we give to God and, and go from there, and then he is with us at all times. And so they felt that. In that moment, I'm sure a million things went through their heads. I would imagine that, that this brief, like, maybe we should give in and then live to fight another day, or, or maybe, maybe we should try to explain our case, or as so often happens when we're confronted with anything we don't like, maybe we should just yell and argue and just post something negative and really go at them. Because two wrongs obviously make a right. And I'm sure all of those thoughts went through their head. But they still kept thinking at the heart of everything. They wiped those away, and they're like, okay, we're trusting God here. Because God is above fear. God gives us strength. He gives us courage. He gives us everything that we need. Going to the next verse. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace that God, or the God whom we serve is able to save us, he will rescue us from your power, your majesty, but even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. Now, there's a way to say that and be really rude and sarcastic, like, your majesty. And, and, and like, yeah, we don't need to defend ourselves before you. But I don't believe they did that because they're showcasing God in everything they do. They're showing respect, even though Nebuchadnezzar didn't deserve it. They're showing respect. And they're just saying the truth, like, listen, we know what we did, and we're not going to stop doing it. And so we know that you have the authority, as far as you think, to do whatever, but, but we're not afraid of that because we have God. 
And my favorite part of this is not where they say he can deliver us, because he can't. It's where they say the next line, where it's like, even if he doesn't. Even if he doesn't. So they were standing there, not making it about them, not saying, listen, God's going to strike you down and he's going to deliver us. They're like, hey, he can do that. We truly believe he can do that. He's, he's done so much. He, he, he parted the Red Sea. He created the world. He, he uh, sent manna from heaven. He's done all of these things. And so he can deliver us from this. He can stop this. He can stop you. But even if he doesn't, that doesn't change the truth. That doesn't change who we are. That doesn't change how we live. And that's my favorite part of this, and that's what I wanted to focus on, that faith in the face of fear. They stood up in spite of their fear. They had no idea what was going to happen. Again, they trusted in God and they believed Him, but they have no idea because God can be shown in a lot of different ways. And yet, that didn't matter. And that shows true bravery, true courage. Because... Bravery and courage, they don't exist without fear. If you just walk around and you're not scared of everything and you just do whatever pops up, like you just jump off of buildings and I guess with a bungee jump cord attached to you or something, but you just do whatever and you never feel fear, you're always going to be kind of chasing that. But everyone feels that fear and then courage is when you stand up to it with God. And so that's what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did. And so think for a minute about something you're scared of. And it can be something, like I said, with spiders. Uh, it, it can be uh, debt. It can be uh, betrayal. It can be me talking through lunch. It can be a lot of different things. Sean knows that's still a danger. It can be, just joking, it can be a lot of things. We're we have fear in a lot of different areas. There's a lot of different phobias. So just think about something. Maybe it's something important or something big like losing a loved one. Maybe it's something like not knowing where your next check is going to come from or not knowing how you're going to pay rent. Maybe it's something you, you have a, a medical issue or someone you love has a medical issue and you're scared of it and that's all natural. So think about those fears. God guaranteed that he will be with us through all of that. He guaranteed that he will lift us up with his victorious right hand. He guaranteed that he will help us have courage, that he will help us stand up. But nowhere in the Bible does it say that we're never going to face against things that are, are, are scary. Never in the Bible did it say that our life would be easy or perfect or even fair. It doesn't say that. One of the things I'm fond of saying is I wish that I could tell people that if you give your life to Christ and you become a, a new creation, you become a Christian, then everything's perfect and smooth sailing from there. You're going to have all the money you need. You're going to have all the friends you need, all the relationships you need. Everything's, everybody's going to be happy with you. You're going to get the promotion. You're never going to have any trouble, never going to be scared, never going to be hurt. Because if I could say that, if pastors could say that, this room would be packed. Every church would be packed. But that's not the point. That's not real life. That's not what we face. That's not what Jesus faced. And yet, we have something that no one else has. And that's what's so amazing about our life and about what we can show others. Even in the face of whatever it is you pictured for your fears, we have God. We have Him. We have His strength. We have His courage, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did. And even if we're not delivered from those fears, or even if something bad happens, He can still work through that. He's still with us, and that's so amazing. Going to verse 19. 
Nebuchadnezzar was so furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that his face became distorted with rage. He commanded that the furnace be heated seven times uh, hotter than usual. Then he ordered some of the strongest men in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So they tied them up and threw them into the furnace, fully dressed in their pants, turbans, robes, and other garments. And because the king in his anger had demanded such a hot fire in the furnace, the flames killed the soldiers as they securely tied, fell into the roaring flames. Uh, I'm unclear why they had to be tied. I would think the furnace is enough. And I would also think that whatever they're tied with burned away if the people did. But again, put yourself in their shoes as you're in this situation. Because one of the things that I, I know as a Christian, and I believe people here would, would say that this has happened to you too, when we know something bad is coming, when we feel that something scary is coming, when we feel that something hard is coming, our hope is always that it won't happen, right? Like our hope is that something will stop it. Something will erase the debt. Something will e erase the fear. Something will get the problem out of our way that, that God will take care of that first so we don't have to face it. And so I would imagine that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, their hopes were like ours. They were like, okay, hopefully God breaks the furnace. Hopefully the fire isn't really hot or, or hopefully Herod or Nebuchadnezzar, sorry, wrong crazy king. Hopefully Nebuchadnezzar Nebuchadnezzar changes his mind. Hopefully uh, the, the people love what we've said and they turn on. They had those hopes. But even as those, those hopes shrank, because as humans we can only see certain ways out of something, and so we think the furnace breaks, the fire goes away, it, it's amazingly cold in here. He has a change of heart. All of these things are things that we think because we think humanly. Even as those hopes shrank, they still felt God was there. Even as they probably started to think, maybe we're not going to make it through this, but our example will. They still showed that faith. They allowed them to tie them, and they were thrown in there, and they were there with God, literally, as we know. But they were there with God. It is really easy to be a Christian in church. Right now, everyone here is perfect Christian. I'm not saying that you're not outside, but you know what I'm saying really easy to be a christian right now when the band is singing when when a pastor is talking it's easy because we're here there's nothing else it's really easy to show the fruit of the spirit to live out the fruit of the spirit with our loved ones with people that we love with people that we respect with people that we know closely that's easy it's easy to praise god when everything's good when we're happy, when we're successful, when people around us are happy, when everything's going well, when Bitcoin is worth a lot. But that's not real life. Now, I hope that everybody here has a lot of good, but that's not real life. Life consists of ups and downs. Life consists of, of pain and victory. Life consists of joy and sadness. Life consists of all of these things. And so we have to understand that just being a Christian, just showing love, just being who we're supposed to be in a setting that's safe, that's nothing. If Nebuchadnezzar wasn't crazy and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego weren't in danger of fire and they just stand up and say, hey, we love God, that's good. But it doesn't have the impact that it does in the face of this fear, in the face of this disaster. At some point in our lives, we face a furnace. Hopefully not literally, but at some point in our lives, we face something like that. 
And the older we get, we find that we face those over and over and over again. And so that's when it's so important to stand up and to take the lessons we learn from church and from living the fruit of the Spirit and show it to the world and show it in every situation. And the furnace was about 1,300 degrees Celsius. Now, like you, that means nothing to me, but it was 2,372 degrees Fahrenheit. That's really hot. Uh, it's been, what, in the 90s this week, and I felt like I'm dying sometimes. Uh, not long ago, I think last year, and a couple people know this, not everybody, um, I was having some breadsticks at my home, and I uh, microwaved some cheese, as you do, and it boiled, so it was probably around 200 degrees, and I spilled it all down my shin. That hurt really, really bad, uh, because... As you, I don't encourage you to try this at home, but as you may know, like hot water is hot, right? Boiling water, it, it burns you, but cheese sticks to you. And so I found that, and I have pictures somewhere, and I'm not going to show them, don't worry, of like these giant boils on my skin. And that's from 200 degrees, which is hot. But 2372, that's like 10 times more than that, 11 times more than that, right? Almost 12 times more than that. I'm, I'm going to stop doing math now. But I know that's what you came here for, to see me do quick math. Um, but, but that hurt. And so you can imagine just these soldiers died for just like getting near it. So this was hot. This was scary. This was the worst thing they could ever face. Now, as I said, don't jump ahead because I want to go back to where they said, even if he doesn't, because we know what happens, but don't know what happens. Because they still stood up for him as they were thrown into that furnace. They still stood up there. And we love this story because of the miracle, but, but that's not always the case. This story always brings me back to another story I know from the 90s uh, during the horrible Columbine tragedy, Rachel Scott. Some of you have probably heard her name, some of you may not, but, but her story's existed for a long time. She was such a strong Christian that she would stop her car and just kind of sing and dance on the side of the road to Christian songs. She loved everyone. She, she showed all of this love and all of this devotion, and she was a great example. And then the tragedy of the shooting happened and, and they tried to get her to dismiss her faith. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, she's in that situation. The furnace is in front of her. And like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, she says, no, God is my God. I will not forsake him. But unlike them, she died. So does that mean that their faith is greater than hers? No, it doesn't. Because God doesn't pick and choose like that. But he knows that life is life that life is different, that each of us have a different story, and that his love, his power, his glory is shown through a lot of different ways. When there's a horrible disease or cancer or even depression, something like that, some people are healed from that. Their faith is rewarded, but some people have to deal with that their whole lives. I know someone who is one of the greatest godly examples in, I've ever met in my life, and he's going through a horrible medical trial right now, but that not his faith his faith is above that but he's still facing it some of you probably know people who have been healed or delivered and some of you know people who you've lost to those furnaces but that doesn't mean that god wasn't there because even if we are not delivered in the way we expect he still works through that his glory can still be seen and for some we see it in how they handle failure how they handle fear for some, we, we see it in, in the amazing victories that they have, the miracles that, that happen around them. But for some, we see it in their example even through tragedies. 
So let's go to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego again. Let's say they die. Let's say that this is entirely different. What if, if you're a fan of Marvel, like you should be, what if Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had died in the furnace? It changes the story. It changes Nebuchadnezzar's reaction. But it does not change what they did. They still stood up for God. They stood up for faith. And so we don't see them come out of the furnace, which is amazing testimony, obviously. But what we do see probably is someone in that court realizing, wow, they chose death for their God over this insane king. What's this about? And then that person talks to somebody else, and that person talks to somebody else, and they build their faith. And they're like, wow, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were such great examples of what we can do. Let's stand up. And so it changes in a different way. Because God works through tragedy, God works through victory, God works through joy, God works through sadness, God works through everything because God works. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Their lives, their faith was impressive regardless of what happened to them because they knew it wasn't about them. They knew that their fear may affect them, it doesn't affect God. And so they stood up and they stood out. Now we know they live, which is good. And so let's go to the last part of the scripture. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent his angel to rescue his servants who trusted in him. They defied the king's command and were willing to die rather than serve or worship any god except their own. Therefore I make this decree. If any people, whatever their race or nation or language, speak a word against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they will be torn limb from limb, and their houses will be turned into heaps of rubble. There is no other god who can rescue like this. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to even higher positions in the province of Babylon. Now, this shows that Nebuchadnezzar just didn't quite get it, because the, the part, he's good up until he says, he, he's good through, like, anybody who speaks against God, that's good, but then be torn limb from limb, and we don't want that. But, it still shows that he saw who God was. And you know, we know the story, to go back to the story, we know that there was a fourth figure walking around in there. And, you know, people, some people think it's an angel, some people think it was Jesus, some people think it was the Spirit of God, like, it doesn't matter, all we know is it's from God. A fourth figure that protected them, that absorbed the flames, that, that helped them, and that's important, because Jesus is always walking next to us, too. The Spirit is always with us. You see, earlier I said that I wish I could tell you that if you become a Christian, if you accept Him, that your life would be perfect. It won't be, but I can tell you that His Spirit is always with you. Always. Nothing you face, you face alone. You face everything with Him. And as Jesus said, nothing is impossible with God. And so we see that, and we see that amazingness, and we see how... Again, even though it's distorted, Nebuchadnezzar still understood that something happened there. And so, just like if they had died, some people in the court were like, whoa, let's look into this. And so some people had changed lives that day. Some people saw God legit, and they were like, wow. So we can either serve this crazy king who literally kills people that follow him, or we can serve this God who rewards faith who gives us strength, who gives us courage, and that's, 
everything. You see, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they probably faced challenges from there. Even though they were promoted, even though this had happened, like there was probably a period of time where people were like, hey, you remember this happened? You remember that God was there? They're pretty cool. Let's give them arm's length. But eventually people forget that. And eventually people would challenge them again, and eventually they'd face something, but they continued to know that God was with them. You see, sometimes you'll win, and that's awesome. I love winning. But as Bengals fans, you know that sometimes you lose. At some point, I'll stop making fun of the Bengals, but that's on them more than me right now. Sometimes you'll see a miracle. Sometimes you'll be a miracle. Sometimes your, your stand, your strength, your faith, that's the miracle. And that's what we see through this story. That's what we see through this life. I think that I have a slide, but I'm not sure about what courage is. But if not, I still know what I said. Uh, so bravery, true bravery, true courage, that's not an absence of fear. It's not, because that's not possible for humans. What it is, is recognizing that there are more important things than that fear. That there are things you can do despite that fear. That God is with you in that fear. Now sometimes you act while you still feel that fear. You see, this doesn't mean that as soon as you say, okay, God's here, that that fear goes away. You're still going to feel it sometimes. I still feel it every single time I go to talk. Every single time. I sit there and I watch Sean sing. I listen to Sean sing, I guess, also. And, And I'm thinking, okay, I can do this, God, be with me, and I'm just constantly praying. If you've talked to me before a message, you know that I'm constantly, like, praying and thinking. Because this is him doing this for me, through me. And so I may always have that fear of speaking, that fear of, of, of messing up, I guess. But I also know that he's there in the furnace with me. I'm not saying that you guys are a furnace. But he's there with me. I know that. And so I act through the fear, and I'm not special. I'm sure that I could call people up here individually, and I'm not gonna, don't worry. Maybe that's your fear. And you could tell me about times in your life where you've really had to stand up to a furnace. You've really had to stand up for something. And even though you were scared, you felt God, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and just like Rachel Scott. And even though the ends of their stories were different, the heart of their story was still God was there. God was shown in who they are. God was shown. So by admitting to our weaknesses, his strength is that much more evident. Sometimes we're afraid to even say when we're scared or we're afraid to even say when we feel weak or we're afraid to even say what's difficult because we want people to think we're beyond that. Nobody's beyond that. And so when we admit to that, when we ask for help, when we say, you know, we need God here, that shows even more the strength of God. When we build our faith, when we stand up for Him, when we show others who He is, and our faith in Him is always rewarded. Again, maybe not in the way we expect or even want, but it's always rewarded. People always notice it. They always see who we are. They always see what we are. And that's why we're here. Not for us. It's good to have lives. It's good to have comfort. It's good to have 
goals and dreams, that's awesome. But we are here to show him to love God fully, to live that out every day, and to love others the same. That's all I got. So, please bow your heads. I'm going to pray real quick. Dear Lord, I thank you so much for bringing us here together today. I thank you so much for, for giving me a chance to talk about you. I thank you so much for, for the words that you gave Sean and, and, and the worship band and for the songs. And I thank you so much for the moment you gave Sean this morning. And I thank you so much, Lord, for, for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and, and Rachel Scott and for others who have stood up in your name regardless of what happened from there. And I ask that you help us, Lord, to remember that you are there in our fears, you are there in our failures, you are there in our trials, you are there every day. Help us to see you and to show you to everyone we meet. Help us as we go from here to build your faith, to strengthen our faith, and to show that to everyone. In your name we pray. Amen. So as my closing, can I have the, as my closing, my uh, blessing, my see you later that you say, uh, I have some scouts up here. These, this wasn't just random. I knew they were coming up. And so what I wanted to do, and I talked to Matt, uh, I want to illustrate my point. I've got a furnace out there, so you three, I'm just joking. Okay. There was no reaction, so that's fine. Um, but recently, they went through a class called God and Family. Uh, and I taught it, so they had to deal with that. But it was an optional badge. It's not something they need to be an Eagle Scout. It's not something they're required. It's not a requirement. It's something they chose. Which is my challenge, not to take that class necessarily, but to choose to build your faith, to choose to show who you are. And so they showed who they are, despite what everybody else may say, despite the fact they have to stand up here and let me talk about them. They showed who they are, and they tried to learn more about God, so do that. And so I want to give them their rewards here, uh, and just to go from there with a challenge. So we have Charlie Bryan. Are these in any kind of order? They are. Thank you. you are welcome. Uh, Micah Whitaker. I heard one clap. That's awesome. Joel Abonia. Is this... What, are those for you guys? Okay. I'll give those too. And then Matt and Holly both helped with the class. And, and they also listened. They also, again, had to deal with me. But again, I wanted to do this for them and, and to give them the awards. But I also wanted to say, this is what we do with our faith. And if you go out this week and you challenge yourself and you build your faith, then I'll bring you up here next week. And, no, I'm just joking. That may stop some of you from doing it. But I want to say that sometimes what we face is a furnace. Sometimes it's less scary than a furnace, I hope. But regardless, when we choose to strengthen our faith, when we choose to stand up for Him, when we choose to be who He has called us to be, that's when we're choosing Him. So let's give them a hand. Thank you, boys and Molly. And so I challenge you this week to do something that strengthens your faith, something that shows that even though it's easy to be a Christian in here, 
that it's still possible to be a Christian out there. And so I bless you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and I challenge you to go out there and to love Him and to love everyone you meet. You can go.